millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today, we've got some great stories of compliance, and our first story of the day is by Perry Dahlia. Wanna pass? Fine by me. This malicious compliance occurred several years ago when I was working away from home for a week at a time. My gig was at a resort right on the beach. Yeah, tough, I know. The drive from the resort into town was about a mile long, all uphill. The first half of the drive was not too steep, but the second half was steep climb, one lane in each direction. When returning towards the resort and going down the steep stretch, it was impossible to stay under the 25 mile per hour speed limit. It was much easier to coast down the hill, but you would be way over the speed limit when you got to the bottom. At the bottom of the steep part was a four-way stop. One evening, I was driving into town and noticed a police car parked on the other side of the street near the four-way stop with his radar gun pointed backward to catch the speed of the cars coming down the hill. So I made a mental note to be extra careful and stay under 25 on the way back. A few minutes later, on the return trip, just as I start down the steep decline, a motorcycle with two guys aboard pulled in behind me. They really didn't like me continuously tapping my brakes and staying under 25. They weaved back and forth, honked, and flipped me off for going so slow. Cue malicious compliance. You want to pass? Fine. I pulled to the right as far as I could and kept slowing down until they lost patience. They blasted past me, going through the gears in rapid succession, both flipping me the bird as they passed. They must have been going at least 60 miles per hour by the time they reached the stop sign. By the time I reached them, they were pulled over to the side, off the bike, standing in the glow of the cops' flashing lights. I gave them a friendly wave as I passed. If you're driving on a road like this and you got somebody grumpy with you that you're trying to not get a ticket, would you go out of your way to try to bait them into speeding past you so they can get wrapped up with a hefty fine? Or would you rather just try to keep your composure, stay with what you know is right, and kind of tune them out? Let me know what you would do in the comments down below. Our next story is from StarsBear75063. You want to go where? Alrighty then. I've been driving for Uber in Dallas, Texas for over six years. A couple years ago, it was still possible to order an Uber without entering your destination. This ride was one of them. A business couple got in the car, and the man was kvetching and moaning at his wife as they got in the car. He sat behind me, and she was on the rear passenger side. I noticed a lack of destination, so I asked, where can I take you today? He shot back, hobby airport. Now that's in Houston. So I asked, don't you mean, whereas I was cut off by him saying, I know where the heck we're going, now just drive. I looked into the rearview mirror at his wife as he was continuously ranting. She just gave a slight head tilt and a shrug. So I got onto IH-45, heading south on my 250-mile trip. As we were getting out into the boonies, he finally caught his breath, noticed we were halfway to East Jesus, Texas, and demanded to know where the heck I was taking them. I said that he wanted to go to Houston Hobby Airport. And that's where I was going. He then yelled, You should know darn well I wanted to go to Dallas Love Field Airport. As I turned around to go back, 
Oh my god, the moose was on the loose. His wife started in on him. The driver tried to ask you, but you had to be all snooty with, I know where we're going and stuff. She just continued on and on and on until he was a pitiful mess who could hardly say anything. Bonus part was when she finished with him, she started in on his family. I would have paid for that kind of entertainment. Hey, as long as things don't get physical or illegal, I imagine as a driver it's actually probably a good little change-up. As long as you're not caught in the crosshairs and they keep it between them, go ahead and give the driver a little entertainment that might be slightly better than the radio. Needless to say, if you tell your taxi driver where you're wanting to go and they start having questions about it, they're probably asking for a very good reason. This next story is from P. Rickles, show me two fingers. So I work in the neuro ICU, and when a patient is intubated, we ask them, well, yell at them, to show us thumbs up and then two fingers to let us know they can follow commands appropriately. Sometimes when you yell, show me two fingers, at a patient, they'll respond by flipping you double birds. Well, it counts. I got exactly what I asked for with a little extra stink on it. NIHSS LOC commands zero follows both commands. This would be a pretty good action to keep in mind if you get intubated, but uh, you kind of realize you hope you don't have to be intubated ever. And also I feel like if I was intubated, it probably would be the last thing going through my mind. Our next story is from nothing to see here. Pissed I took a long lunch? Okay, pay me overtime. And then some. I've seen plenty of the employer time watching posts. I guess it's time to share mine. I was a specialized skilled tradesman about 20 years ago. I still am now, but in a slightly different field. This particular field is almost always a small business and this was no exception. I worked full time in a shop with my boss, his brother, and maybe two other part time employees at the time. Since there was only a handful of us, there was no formal timekeeping. I was full time so he would pay me 40 hours a week. Actually he liked the old semi monthly system. So 8 hours a day for 12 to 14 days a check, which worked out fine by me. At the time, my wife's work was only about 2 blocks away from mine, so we would carpool nearly every day. Her job was a more corporate, cube farm type job that kept more formal time records, so she would have to be there by a specific time, take a specific amount of time for lunch, etc. She also ended up putting in a small amount of overtime, usually less than an hour every day. Since she was supposed to be to work before my job's business hours, I would drop her off, let myself into the shop, and get my day started a little bit early, often helping out by getting things started for my boss or his brother. I didn't mind, just something to do at the beginning of the day. This routine actually resulted in me being in the shop, doing work-related activities about 9 hours, sometimes more a day, without overtime. Part of the routine was me meeting my wife for lunch, which would have me out of the shop 30 to 60 minutes every day. Worked well, life was good. One day, my wife had a doctor's appointment. It was scheduled midday and rather than just taking her car to work that day or having me leave the car with her for the day, she asked me to go with her. The doctor's office is about 15 minutes from work. It wasn't for anything serious and shouldn't take too long, so we should be there and back in about an hour. It turned out the office was running a bit behind, and we had to wait a good amount of time for her to see her doctor. It took me just over an hour and a half to get back to the shop. I didn't say anything to my boss when I left, since I wasn't planning on taking any longer than usual, and it wasn't any of his business. Besides, we're both professional adults, and we can act as such. I figured he'd ask why I took so long, I'd tell him what happened, and no harm, no foul. 
Instead, he just looked at his watch and then the clock on the wall when I walked in and said nothing. Okay, whatever. I'm usually longer than eight hours every day. I guess he realizes that, right? Wrong. By the start of the next pay period, about a week and a half, he had installed a time clock. It's obvious what happens next. He went from paying me eight hours a day to up to nine or more a day just because he was annoyed I took a long lunch one day. This is typical, trip over dollars to save dimes, mentality of his. Wait, it gets better. Remember how I said he liked the good old fashioned semi-monthly payday system? Well, actually calculating pay that way confused him, so he would calculate payroll as if he was paying bi-weekly. So this genius of geniuses was paying me one to three days overtime every pay period for only being there just over eight hours a day, five days a week. I tried pointing that out to him, but he wouldn't listen, so I just cashed my checks and was happy. Eventually, I started to get sick of his business practices and attitude and started working shorter and shorter hours since he was paying me extra anyway. It gave me time to work on the side or work second jobs. He ended up laying off myself and another full-time employee eventually since his backwards business sense wasn't managing to make any money for some reason. I was so relieved. I struggled for a little while but ended up changing my career focus slightly and I'm doing just fine. I'm not gonna lie, even if working there wasn't like the greatest experience, the fact that they were overpaying you so much might have made somebody like me want to work there for as long as possible, just to have that good thing keep going until it dries up. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video has awesome stories, like our final story from the day from Chick with an Attitude, ex-husband backed out on his agreement ended up costing him so much more in the long run. My ex-husband and I had a great divorce. Even though he cheated on me after 12 years and two kids under four, I really wanted to do things differently than my parents did during their divorce. I never said anything negative about him and tried very hard to defend him when the kids got upset with him. I extended invitations to the woman he left me for so she wouldn't feel uncomfortable with me and we became friends. She was basically their stepmom, so why not include her in everything? On holidays, we all had one big dinner, he and her and me and my boyfriend. This made everyone comfortable, and the kids never had to choose one side or the other, as we were all on the same page. It was such a great relationship that when I had back surgery, I recovered at his house and she cooked for me. He and I were coaches for the kids' basketball and baseball teams, and I helped at their wedding 13 years later. This wasn't easy for me, as he moved to another state to raise her children, leaving me to raise ours on my own. She quit her job when they got together, and I had to return to work to support my kids. But I needed to keep the resentment and bitterness away from my kids. All of this sets the tone for the divorce, but when he initially left, I spoke to a lawyer and got a separation agreement that was really great for me. He asked that I not take half of his retirement, but instead he would pay X in child support and additional Y in alimony. Because he was making a lot of money and I was a stay-at-home mom with a country club membership. Yuck, I hated saying that, but it was the only way to set the scene. Normally, alimony ends after five years, but because I didn't get half of the 401k, the only condition on ending it was that it would end on my remarriage or my death. He agreed with all of it. The thing is, when he left me to move down to where she lived, 
He left his cushy job and took this promising, but not delivering, position that really screwed him financially. But he never went back to that lawyer to get the child support or alimony reduced. Instead, he borrowed from his mother. When I discovered he was mooching off of her, I suggested to her that she stop paying for him when he finally got back on his feet. She never would do that and continued paying for his life and her to be a stay-at-home mom, even co-signing for a second home for him when he finally moved back to raise his kids. Hers had graduated and lived in his old house, ours were in high school. He did come to me and ask if I would accept regular child support and half of the alimony. Then later, when he was really earning money, he would pick back up on the past due amount. Not wanting to make waves in an otherwise great divorce, I said yes and kept track each month of what was owed in a shared spreadsheet with him so he could see how far in debt he was getting each month. He ended up owing me $1,000 a month per 10 years, but he said when the kids aged out of child support, he would continue to pay the same amount to make up for the alimony which totaled $120,000. When my daughter aged out, he continued to pay the same amount, putting a small dent in what he owed for three years. Then, as soon as my son aged out, I mean two weeks after he joined the Marines, he called and told me there was no way he was going to continue paying me for the next X years, and I could take him to court if I wanted, but there's no freaking way he would pay me another cent. This completely blew my mind as we had such a fantastic relationship, and it came out of nowhere. I was completely freaked out, but I took his advice. I contacted an attorney, I sent all his calls to voicemail, per my attorney's advice, and I took him to court. The best thing was, prior to the hearing, my attorney put a lien on both homes he had, so he couldn't change ownership to his mom or wife prior to the court hearing. I still have the phone call recording when he realized this, and the horrible names he called me for doing that. Since I had kept such immaculate records from that day he changed payments, and he was aware of his debt rising each month, it was a slam dunk for my attorney. Instead of making small payments for a few years, he had 30 days to pay me $120,000 in full. Unfortunately, the kids now have to choose which parent they visit on holidays, but that wasn't my fault. I was willing to continue as is and not put any strain on the family relationship. And for those wondering, yes, he did cheat on her two times before they got married, but she had quit her job when they got together because she found a sugar daddy and had nothing to fall back on or nowhere to go, so she stayed with him. Since we were friends, she shared this info with me, as I would understand what she was going through. Yeah, I don't blame OP one bit. They were totally entitled to every bit of that money, made every compromise they could to make it easier on their partner, and that ex-partner tried to run out the clock to the very last second and then say, Oh, sorry, time expired, therefore I don't have to pay anything, good luck. Well, unfortunately for him, he found out the hard way that real life doesn't just work that way. Just because those kids are 18 doesn't mean all that money you should have been paying is just gone now. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.